So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Uh, my doctor then is now the head of pediatrics at Bethesda Naval, like, yeah. top military hospital in the country, and she literally said to me, there's no medical explanation as to why you're alive. I'm 20 years, 23 years past my expiration date, you know? Yeah. So for me, like, nothing is promised. I'm not living it anybody else's fucking life. Yeah. Whether you hate me or not, I don't give a fuck, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I give a fuck, but I don't give a fuck, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like a delicate balance yeah. of, like, really caring what people think, but then also not caring at all, you know? And I'm kind of quoting Gary Vee there, but, like, I resonate with that so yeah. hard because, like, I care if people think that I'm a bad person. But, like, it, it doesn't, I don't care enough to not do what's next. Right. I don't think about those people when I'm negotiating a lease here yeah. in this beautiful space. I'm not thinking about, those voices disappear for me completely. Because, like, I am responsible for myself. And yeah. no one else is responsible for me. And there is no plan B. I think a lot of people think, oh, I can just go home back home. Or I can just do this. or I, can. I don't have that option. And I've never felt that I had that option. And so it's adapt or die. And that's been mm-hmm. my whole life. And so... I've left lots of jobs. I used to be in real estate finance for 13 years. You know, I sold money for a living. You know, that was the first real gig that I had. And uh, when the recession, or before the recession, when the market changed, and I saw, like, how many dishonest people there were, I was like, I'm out. I threw away a 13-year career, and I left it. And I was zero hesitation. Because I realized, like, I don't, I want to have integrity with my work. So yeah. for me, it's like, it's very much a moral question. Like, I have to have, like, you know what I mean? Like, my moral constitution has to be strong. I have to have character and integrity in what I'm doing. And if I'm not, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what you think. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's been detrimental. But at the end of the day, like, I'm, like, I've faced my maker yeah. three times. I've had three spinal surgeries where I was laying in that hospital bed alone the night before, knowing they were going to slice open my spine the next morning. And you have a real conversation with yourself, and it's like, yo, you good? Like, you good? If you die tomorrow, are you good? Yeah. You know? Self. And that's a hell of a question to ask. And the answer has always been like, I'm good, yeah. but I'm not done, you know? And do you think that that element of, like, neuroplasticity or, like, self-reflection, that that's, that's why you're past your expiration date like that's what keeps you going or just like pure fucking stubbornness man this Irish oh, also, donkey yeah. shit going on you know what I mean Dude, don't hate on donkeys I mean, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I hear you I really like them <laughs> super random like, no because of all of the above man they're better like I used, I used to work with horses that's and I will tell you donkeys are better <laughs> this is gonna cost like, real not that horse yeah. people are gonna hate me too okay? <laughs> Thanks, that's on me. That's on me. I'm just saying, in defense of donkeys. Well, the donkey for, preservation Like, society. yes, because are they are workers. They don't have <laughs> attitude. Like, they get shit done. We should all find our inner donkey. Yes. And Thank you. That shit. Buck that shit. Buck the system with your inner like donkey. That. That's a whole other oh shirt. God. That's a whole other shirt, yes. Um, so, uh, okay, random questions. Yes. Favorite smell, favorite childhood memory? Weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, weed is such a great smell. Favorite childhood memory? 
Oh, that's an interesting one. Well, I thought about a memory that made me laugh really hard the other day, super randomly. So you know when your parents go out of town, like they come home and they like bring you stuff, and like so you're always like when you're a kid, you're like, "What'd you bring me? What'd yeah. you bring me?" And I remember one time, my dad used to always be gone. One time he went on a trip. I don't know how old I was, maybe seven, eight, something like that. And uh, he went away on this trip, and I had somehow convinced myself that I was going to um, get a swing set. <laughs> And so, I don't know why my little brain, I thought, it's really like, easy to home, bring yeah. through, like, customs. Bring it home, but, like, somehow that was going to happen now. I'm not really sure. But he gave me this, like, stuffed elephant instead, and I named it Swing Set. I'm such a little asshole. I love that. And so, I no, so he did give you the Swing Set, you know? Do you still have it? No, but oh, I thought the memory. Yeah, that, what a little asshole I was. It's so funny, though. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I guess I'll call this Swing Set. I know? love that. It's kind of funny. That I love know. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, here's another, like, speed question that's, let's <laughs> solve work-life balance in one minute. Uh, real fast, how do you be an ally? Shut the fuck up. Just listen. Thank you. Just listen. Not always have an opinion. Just listen and be helpful and be quiet. You know? Yeah. Um, not always. Sometimes, here's the thing. I think that when you are in, as a white woman, uh, if I am in a room and I am the only white woman, then I should just listen. If I am in a room and I'm surrounded by other white people and they have some misinformed statements, then that's when I need to be loud and I need to be an ally. And I don't think that people fully understand the difference. Like, being an ally is not shouting into a room full of people who understand what's going on. Being an ally is having a really uncomfortable conversation over Christmas with your racist-ass aunt and uncle. That's what being an ally is. Uh, and that's very private, and it's not on Facebook. Yeah. And also, don't post the fucking Sean King videos. Fuck him. Yeah. Hold a conversation right there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't traumatize people with violence. Like, just be a good ally. Yeah. No, and I think the the part about being when to be silent, mm -hmm. like when to pass the mic, is important. Uh, okay, so uh, it's your turn. Oh, wait, wait, actually, no. Wait, hold on. You sort of answered this, but I'm going to ask this directly. Okay. What do you want people to know? About it's like just in general about like being an ally or any of the above, or what do you want people to know that you wish they freaking knew? You know what? Just err on the side of compassion. Yeah, that's my that's my number one life advice. I don't always get it right myself, but just err on the side of compassion. Yeah. What are some things that really trigger you? Riding my bike. The cars. Yeah. Yeah. The violence. So much violence. Tell me more. I mean, in the last six months, uh, in, in my, like, you know, my immediate sphere of friends and then one degree out, I've buried nine people who were killed on a bicycle in six months. In so, this area? Uh, in New York and here. Last week, four cyclists died by car. Last week in New York, three of them were women. Three, two of them I knew. Like, I knew, like, one degree. Like, <clears throat> that really triggers me. That really upsets me. Somebody tried to kill me on my bike like a month and a half ago. We literally got out of his car and tried to knock me off my bike and tried to run me down with, my, with his car. I couldn't get on my bike for a couple weeks after that. But it's also like a good lesson in just like understanding like 
what kind of violence and trauma people of color go through every fucking day in this country and like I'm not alone and I'm not special and it sucks but like this is what people go through like many times a day in this country for no reason other than the color of their skin so it's an opportunity to like humble myself and like try to have more empathy and understanding for like what other people are going through but it definitely is really hard like I kind of fucking hate people yeah 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 no I think that we've come to a point where There's n- there's no guarantee of safety, and people are out there to hurt you. A hundred percent. And especially some there are some people who really want to hurt others more than uh, more than other groups. But um, yeah, no, that's that's why I asked about being an ally because I think that it is so unsafe. It is so unsafe. Um, and what do you do about that? Because you you're gonna have to walk to work. Right, like, I have to get to work, right? Like, you know, and so, yeah, it just really makes me, like, stop and reflect, like, as bad as I'm feeling, like, what are other people feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, people go through this every day. Yeah. You know, and I just, you know, um, quite often when I'm having a really hard time, I say to myself, you know, if the average black American can get through today, so can I, like, whatever, bitch, like, whatever is upsetting you is probably way worse for a whole bunch of other people, and that's not to belittle what's going on, but it's just to put shit in perspective. But that is a conversation that needs to be had, because it's not, it's not okay. No, it's not okay, and I mean, it's, 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 it's this back to the original question. Yeah. The D.C. is eating itself. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the scooters. I mean, this is a nationwide thing. Everybody's like, oh, those fucking scooters, they should just get on the sidewalk. No, they shouldn't. Okay, they should just get on the road. No, they shouldn't. Like, don't be mad at the scooters. A lot of people with, like, lower income statuses are able to get around the city now because those scooters, they're helping a lot of marginalized people. They've sort of, like brought down the barrier for entry on transportation mm-hmm. options, right? There's nothing wrong with the scooters. The fact is there's not enough infrastructure in the city yeah. for them to exist. Don't be mad at the scooter. Be mad at the fucking mayor. Yeah. Be mad at the mayor who oversold this whole fucking town so there's not even a place for trucks to unload or Ubers to let people out or scooters to ride or cyclists to ride. Like, this yeah. is an infrastructure problem. This is not a people problem. Like, everybody's just trying to get to work. Everybody's just trying to get to their first, second, third job. Like, everybody needs to just reel that shit in a notch and slow it down. Yeah. You know, there's not enough infrastructure for what's going on in the city. So it's it's all relative. So I just try to remain patient and I just try to like care. Yeah. I'm just trying to care in ways that are positive and not detrimental to my own well being. Yeah. Okay, so now it's your turn. Um uh feel free to ask me a question that will make me uncomfortable. Wow. What? what is that? Okay, um Or whatever question you want to ask. I don't usually set out to make people uncomfortable, although apparently I'm very good at it naturally. <laughs> um, oh, uh, no. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Because all the things the I'm coming to are just going to make me look bad. And be like, um, no, I asked for it. Okay, what was your most embarrassing moment with a romantic guy, girl, whatever? which one it is just Most embarrassing roommate oh wow okay um let me see <laughs> this is this is so inappropriate <laughs> yes okay are we really gonna go here I mean it's your show you know because I I, the, I, oh, I, I, just awesome. I just thought of a really good one okay I and can I tell. thought about how I was able to actually spin it oh okay and I was really proud of myself okay okay alright 
Yeah, we'll wait till almost the yeah. leave, so it's not awkward. I mean, it's not like we're not just filming <laughs> this, like, for, you know, the masses. Exactly. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll lead up to this with my family was playing a game of Scrabble. Uh-huh. And my brother put down the word queef and was called on it. Right, pull out the Scrabble, and my family took Scrabble really seriously. Right, right? Scrabble Bible. Yeah, and there was like this big thing about like, is that a word or not? You know, (laughs) so that's just the lead up about like what this is about, right? So I have so many jokes like already in my head. Right. So like, this is something that happens. Okay, it's it's normal. (laughs) It's normal. I don't like. I would like to know a woman who this has never happened in free. Right. Like in in a romantic encounter, it's going to happen probably at some point. Right. right? And for some reason, women feel really embarrassed about it. Um. And so. Like, I should also phrase this with, like, I'm demisexual, so, like, I haven't had many partners. It doesn't happen very frequently. But when I do, like, you know, it's usually someone who's been my friend for, like, 10 years. And then one day, I'm, like, looking down at my dashboard, and I'm, like, there's a new dial there. <laughs> and I'm, like, what's that? And I'm, like, oh, no, it's the physical intimacy dial. Like, I don't know what to do with that dial. I'm terrified. Like, make it go away. Make it go away. Make it go away. I don't know how to handle you. I don't know how to flirt. Like, ah. So, like, you know. That is also a background. Anyway, so back to this word that my brother, the contentious word, like, is it, is it an actual word? Is it not a word? But it's a common thing that happens in sexual encounters. Um, there was an incident where it happened, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm tired of hearing women, like, being embarrassed about that. So, uh, were you like, 10 point word? No. So I was like, look what you did. And you're like, what? And I was like, that wasn't me. You made that happen. That wouldn't have happened if that weren't for you. That is hilarious. And then it became really funny. And then it's I wasn't true. embarrassed. It's and then we were both laughing. It's true. And then, like, also true. That's right. You've heard it yeah. here. Hashtag queef freedom. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, that was really inappropriate. No, I love but, it. But, like, that was, uh... And you felt a little uncomfortable, didn't you? Yeah. Well, their mission accomplished. Exactly. I was like, I'm tired. And, like, also, like, why are you hear women talking about this? Like, oh, my God, this happened. And I'm like, why, like, why yeah. are you embarrassed about that? Yeah. Like, because also, it, it's not like you just farted. Right. You know? Right. Like, there was something that happened with another person that led to it. Exactly. So... Why is that all on you? So blame men for everything is what I'm getting. <laughs> like at least on this one. Exactly. At least on this one. So that's yeah, that's my like very like awkward story. But okay. I hope that at least for some for some women that like they can stop feeling uncomfortable about that. Maybe go. use that and be like that was, look what you did. That was you. <laughs> that was your fault. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. Um, the women. Yes. Definitely hysterical woman. Okay, so the last thing that we should do is you can do like another direct address. Okay, so uh, if you want to find me, I am at the Heartcast Media um, Instagram page, website, all the things. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Molly Ruland. Uh, And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. If you'd like to hire me for your services, I'm available. Yeah, and also, she didn't say it, but her reach, weekly reach, it's a lot. It's really high. It's a lot. It's almost as high as I am. 
<laughs> you are ten points. Ten points. I always joke that I'm gonna run for mayor one day. Please My do. campaign slogan's gonna be "I'm hot right now." <laughs> just to like, just to take that off the table. You know what I'm saying? They can't use it against you. You can wear it properly. Yeah, no bitch, say you are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>